everybody. Another week of uh, the Bevo Boys, and if you can't tell from my very somber tone, we have licked our wounds, we have wiped our tears, and we are looking forward to bowl season. Oh man, it just never ends, Joe. It just never ends. But with that being said, no, this, this is the Bevo Boys Pod. My name is Preyton Branch, the man on the other side of the audio, Joe Scanlon, and it has been quite the week, uh, not just with football, but with our uh, attempts to make this podcast, um, to say the least, Joe. So <laughs> Yeah, Preyton, the universe, I thought for a second the universe was trying to tell us to not do the uh, podcast, much like the universe didn't want the, Can- the Texas and Kansas game to go as scheduled. Um, that's right, folks. Texas did not play last weekend, and uh, apparently, like, the universe must have known something, because that's the second time it was canceled. And if we had lost to Kansas to just end this terrible year, 2020's been a terrible year for everybody, Creighton. It has been. But just, uh, just to have that just gut punch of losing to Kansas to top off the Texas Longhorns football season, um, I think the universe is doing us a favor by having this game canceled twice. I completely agree. I mean, the first time when it got canceled, we kind of like joked around about it. And then the second time we were like, okay, there's something up. And I will tell after, you this. After no, after yeah. no Texas COVID problems. None all at of all. A sudden, None the entire year. All. all of a sudden they have a massive outbreak. And I tell you this, um, had we have lost to Kansas, I guarantee you Tom Herman would have gotten his wish in South Carolina. But that's nonetheless. Uh, later on in the show, we'll be talking about the recruiting class uh, that just took place yesterday with National Signing Day. Uh, pretty promising players coming out of that. Not exactly where we want to be, but uh, we, we got some good guys, uh, especially for what we know is to come next year. We really need a revamp uh, this year. And we're going to be getting into that. We're going to be getting into Tom Herman here in a second and how he is staying. He will no longer uh, be on the hot seat, according to CDC. He is our football coach, Joe. and God help us. And it looks like for now, for the foreseeable future, he will remain that football coach because everybody has started to sign contracts. Mario Cristobal has you know, signed on with Oregon. Urban Meyer says he doesn't want to coach. So we'll be getting into that. And then we'll be getting into some bowl projections later. Where will Texas end up? And we're looking at all these different projections. And they got us in a thousand different bowls, honestly. And so we'll give our thoughts on where Texas deserves and where they should be um, come bowl season. But without further ado, I don't I don't want to waste any more time because this has been a very pressing topic this entire week. Uh, and that is the Tom Herman coaching situation. We went into this thing about a week or two ago thinking you legitimately thought Tom Herman was going to be out as a oh, head coach. 100%. Yeah. And he was 100% gone. Yeah. There's no there's no way this man should still be the coach of the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. And then Creighton, we get the news. <laughs> we do get That's the news. That's how I'm referring to it as the news the news. because the CDC it wasn't good. bomb. Well, I'm I'm talking a little before the CDC. Oh, you're bomb. right. You're talking about the the reports. Re, the report. Reports came out that uh, Urban Meyer was not interested in coming back to coaching. And when I saw those reports, you know, at first I wanted to I denied it. It's the five stages of grief. First, it was <laughs> denial, and then um, and then uh, what's the next one? Uh, oh man, I don't know off the top of my I head. I don't even know the five stages of grief. Depression. Something. I think I went through a little bit of a depression. Um, realizing that Urban Meyer was not going to come save the Texas Longhorns. And then uh, anger. I think anger is one of them. And I was angry. I was like, you know what? Now they're going to keep Tom. And then um, there, there's one more I'm missing. I'm so sorry. 
Uh, haven't haven't had to go through these stages in a while. I've been pretty happy, Creighton. It's been I've been pretty happy lately. Oh, that's good. Um, um, or at least not to the stage to the point of grief. Even though you know Tom Herman drives us to to drink. You're happy between the months of January and August when the football yes. season is only in a promising state. It's not actually exactly. taking place. Exactly. <laughs> but then you know there has to come acceptance. I know that is the last stage of the sta- five stages of grief. And folks, let's accept it. CDC said it. Tom Herman is the Texas Longhorns coach for 2021. Creighton, you're shaking your head, and I feel you, man. I know. I just you? I have I have no words because I'll tell you why. It it's not the fact that it it's not the fact that Urban Meyer just declined or didn't even really decline us. Just said he doesn't want to coach anymore, and people assume that that was directed towards us. It's the fact that. This was clearly all going behind the scenes. And then, you know, he turns it down and it, it, it's embarrassing looking is what it is. Because now I told you this a couple weeks ago. Now you got Tom Herman. He clearly knows that you were trying to oust him. Okay. So there's that relationship. Who knows where that's going to be. Um, and it was already it was already a known fact that CDC didn't hire Tom. Whether we know if CDC is Tom's guy or not. That's that, you know, that's their that's their thing. But CDC, for the fact, did not hire Tom Herman. So now Tom has, you know, got that on, you know, looming over him. The fact that we were working behind the scenes. Um, all the fans wanted Urban Meyer. All the all the boosters wanted Urban Meyer, and he he said no. And it was it became a, like a national embarrassment for that night. I mean, you remember all those articles came out, and it was just like it was the biggest mess I've ever seen. It was just, it, it looks like Texas is desperate and that's, and you can say that they are, and that's fine. I, I believe that there is a point of them that is, is desperate, but they shouldn't show it is what I'm saying. You are a blue blood school that has millions and millions and millions of dollars funded into this football program. Um, you are a, you are in the top five of all time wins in college football. There should be no reason you look like this. Okay. You look like, Oh man, we really just need to get somebody. Please come, come take our coaching job. You know, that's what I didn't like about it. Well, I don't know if it was really desperate because urban Meyer was a hot coaching commodity. I mean, even, even if it wasn't us, I bet another team, you know, USC maybe, or, or another big power five team would have probably come knocking on urban Meyer's door. So I don't see it as embarrassing per se. I see it more as um, we got our hand caught in the cookie jar. That's fair. But, yeah, while it looks bad for Texas, you know who else got their hand caught in the cookie jar? (laughs) Tom Herman. You're right. That's right, folks. That's right, folks. There were reports. I think Paul Feinbaum tweeted it out that uh, apparently Tom Herman was shopping himself around. Because he knew the end was coming. And it it was clear to see that the end was coming. And it should have been coming. Um, And so... There was a spot open up at South Carolina because they uh, they fired head coach Will Muschamp, who was you know the great defensive coordinator that led to help Texas get to the uh, uh, BCS championship game Welcome. in 2010, yep. 2009 season. So uh, apparently Tom shopped himself to uh, to possibly take that job in case he got ousted here at Texas. Um, that's not a good look for Tom. No, it's because it's bad. why are you why are you why are you shopping yourself around, buddy? I thought you were confident. I thought you were just looking ahead to Kansas State, man. I thought you were just looking ahead to Kansas. 
And you, you didn't tell me you were looking ahead to South Carolina. And you know the quote the quote that was said on the Paul Feinbaum show show was really alarming when they basically said they said I'm not going to say that he begged for it, but he really campaigned for it, which that's bad. That that means he really <laughs> wanted it to happen. And that that's pretty if that's a far if, statement. If you're begging to go to South Carolina, yeah. there's a lot wrong with your life, my friend. Now his wife, his wife did say that it was false, but great. What are you going to do if you're the spouse of yeah. a college football coach that's definitely on the hot seat? And now this comes out that he was shopping his job. What are you going to do? You're going to say, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's about right. Yeah, you yep. know. And my, my hubby was definitely shopping <laughs> himself around. Yep. And to me, like to me, this job, the South Carolina job, it's too obscured to say, oh, yeah, that's not true. Like who would have come up with that? Like that would South not, Carolina. Yeah, like I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, Tom Herman would be a great fit in South Carolina. I mean, if it was like something like Auburn or one of those big time schools that, that let go of their coaches – Maybe I'd believe that, but like, you know, I'm not going to believe that someone just said, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to make up this report about him going to South Carolina and campaigning hard for that job. That's just a weird thing. Like that's, that's so obscure that there's no way I don't, I don't personally believe that it, it's, it's false. I think it's true. Um, and I think it's exactly the reason why, like you said, he saw the writing on the wall, possibly believed he was out because, you know, even though him and CDC have great conversations every week, um, CDC didn't hire Tom. I say it at time and after again, and it matters. I personally think it really matters because he's not, I mean, he's loyal to him because he's, you know, he pays him to win football games and keep this uh, program alive and we're what's left of it. And uh, he, he wants him to succeed, but let's not act like, like Chris Del Conte is going to sit here and be like, well, you know, you're my dude, man. I hired you. I believe in you. Da, 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 da. No, I think he'd go get somebody else, especially like Urban Meyer. If Urban Meyer would have said, yeah, I'm all in. Oh, I think Tom would have been out, you know, last week. Oh, 100%. Possibly. 100%. Or there would have been reports that Tom Herman was going to basically be out at the end of the year. And it was all but, you know, written in stone. But that didn't happen. And so he shot himself for those reasons, I think. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's funny if you think about it. And I'm going to put it to you this way, Creighton. So, like we said, uh Tom wasn't CDC's guy. Mm-hmm. CDC came in and he was, you know, he inherited Tom Herman. And so, you know, he's living with them because we paid him an exorbitant amount of A money. Lot. And uh, the buyout is pretty big. And, uh, you know, this sounds like another situation I think Texas had back in 27, 2016, 2017, <laughs> 2017. Yeah. Where there was a quarterback inherited by a coach that just came in, and uh, the coach wanted his guy to be the starter, so he pushed the other one out. I wonder. Sound familiar, Creighton? Sound familiar? Just, I think that sounds pretty bit. familiar to me. Just a tad. I wonder bit. if uh, I wonder if CDC wants his guy in there, and now because of the buyout and because we didn't get Urban Meyer, he's got to sit around another year and possibly. Uh, look some more. I have a feeling they're going to keep looking next year unless no, Tom Herman comes out and goes undefeated. I think the I think the comments that he made um, basically said, "Hey, we're rolling with this guy because we don't feel like there's a better option." But don't think that you know if he doesn't do good next year that he's just going to have a pass. I think Chris Del Conte made it very clear, um, but at the same time very cryptic that Tom Herman might not be on the hot seat, hot seat. But um, he he's going to have to really prove next year what he's worth. And that's fair. That's totally fair. I think any coach in their fifth year should show 
really good success, especially God. yeah, no, especially at Texas where you're getting you know top twenty classes. I mean, you can look at a ton of schools like an Iowa State or you know Cincinnati or who else can you look at Louisiana or Coastal Carolina who are clearly not getting top twenty recruiting classes every single year and have done pretty consistently pretty good for the past few years, um, you know, in their respective conferences. And so I think it's no question for Tom Herman to have to basically win the whole thing next year in terms of the big 12 um because this team if you ask me this team is just as good as oklahoma when i watch oklahoma play and the talent that the sooners have i don't think anybody on the texas team is less talented than that it's just the matter of them playing and putting it together and it's coaching i think so um, lincoln really is a much better coach than tom herman and it's very clear to see that he's one and four against ou jeez that's that's absolutely even, insane. Even Charlie. Charlie won I was about one. to say, even, even Charlie, Charlie won, won one. <laughs> Golly. I almost said oh, it. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, Texas fans, get ready for another year of medio- mediocrity and out coaching and over management or under management when we have a lead. Because, like, we, like we've said before, he only knows how to perform when mm-hmm. he's an underdog. And Texas is rarely an underdog yeah, because that, of it, all the talent exactly. that they have. So, it, but, this is going to be. It's gonna be bad. It's, it's gonna be another bad, mediocre year. You, you really? I mean, like, and I, I hope it. I, I tell you this before we, you know, move on. I really hope that it works out. I mean, I don't want Tom Herman to fail. I don't. I would like him to be the guy. Um, but if it's not gonna happen, it's not. It's just not gonna happen. And I really do want it to happen. But it's got it. It's got it. It's got to take place next year. And I got to admit. Um, his his hires at, at coordinator, I think they are better than what we had. Um, Yursich obviously is the weaker link to this thing, but um, let's see what he does in the next year. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, I think Chris Ash was the right guy for the job. Yes, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and I'm going to give Yursich one more go around because we gave Tim Beck so many of those. So uh, yeah. If he comes out <laughs> with screens and runs and I can call his offense next year, he needs to be gone. That is like true. It's going to have to. It's going to have to. I will admit that it, the offense is going to have to take an overload. It's like he's coaching a damn peewee league yeah. game. Yeah. My God. It's going to have like to how you, That's how you teach kids the offense. You run. Oh, my God. <laughs> But the good oh, news let's is, move on, man. Yeah. Let's move on. We don't need to get in the air stitch. I'm going to go off. Okay. Uh, so Tom's in. But who's left, Creighton? Who is left for Tom to coach here in this bowl game? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. You're going to redo that because I got to. Sorry, okay. I do not disturb on because my text message just came through. Okay, go again. Okay. So, Creighton, who did, Tom's back. Who does he have left to coach in this bowl game? Because, I mean, we have had a lot of opt-outs. Almost all of the captains have opted all, all out but one. for the rest of this season. All but one. All but our man Sam Ellinger. Good old, good old Sam. Good old Sam. <laughs> you can always well, rely God, on him. God man. bless that kid. No kidding. God like, for bless real, that like, kid. Like, that guy uh, is a warrior in all sense of the word. I mean, he sticks. Like, you could tell he is a diehard Longhorn fan because he has stuck through everything, even through this one. He could opt out and clearly, you know, in air quotes, work on the draft, you know, getting towards the draft. Um, I I admire Sam Fruits. And, uh, and to be fair, I mean, he still has time to opt out, so who knows. But at this moment, you got to give him credit he's for not, not opting out. He's not <laughs> opting out. He's going to leave the Longhorns out onto the field one more time. And honestly, we'll get into this later, but with Jaquin and Jackson entering the transfer portal, there's been rumors that Sam might come back. 
since Tom's coming back. Like I like I say all the time, where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't think that I personally do not think that Jaquindon Jackson, who has been a commit to Texas for a few years now, would just up and go because the quarterback room between Casey Thompson and Hudson Card um, was too uh, intimidating. I personally think Jaquindon Jackson obviously thought he had a chance with those three. But if if this is a sign of Sam coming back, then I totally understand why Jaquindon Jackson transferred. Not that we're going to get into that right now, but right. Um, it would be really, I think it would really benefit Sam to come back. But yeah, he doesn't, Tom doesn't have anybody at this moment. And I think it's hard for me to say, I want to get your take on it. Um, like you just mentioned about the captains leaving. I don't know if that's because we're in a unique situation that we haven't been in in probably four or five years, which give credit to Tom Herman um, being able to have these guys possibly get drafted have the opportunity to get drafted there was none of that when charlie was around except for maybe one or two guys uh we're in that unique situation where these guys have the feel like they have the uh talent to get drafted in one of those seven rounds uh or is it because they're like well there's nothing to play for anymore so what's the point i don't know where to think about this you know it's because we haven't had it happen in a while well, for those who don't know, um, the opt-outs, here's the opt-outs. So first was Sam Cosme, the offensive tackle. Um, then I think it was Chris Brown. No, it was Caden Stearns, yeah. uh, the, the five-star safety. And I say five-star very loosely. Um, <laughs> and then Chris Brown, Taquan Graham, and most recently Joseph Osai, the star linebacker, uh, have all opted out. That is all of the captains but Sam Ellinger. And... Um, I gotta tell you, Creighton, some of these make no sense to me. Here's I'll start with the ones that do make sense. Joseph okay. Osai. Yep. This kid is gonna be a first or early second round pick. He had fifteen and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, three forced fumbles. He was a leader on the defense. I mean, this guy did it all. He he won the Ohio, Oklahoma State Ohio. He won the Oklahoma <laughs> State game single handedly, honestly. He did. He did. And so he's gonna make an NFL team an NFL team very happy. Um and so I agree with that opt-out. Sam Cosby, star offensive tackle. He's up. He's projected to go first round. He's going to go first round. Yeah. This kid is great. Um, he's better, he's better make, than Connor Williams. Oh, he's 100% better than yeah. Connor Williams. Dude, Connor Williams is trash, honestly. Oh, I mean, we're man. Cowboys fans. We hey, know. he's a starter on the Cowboys team. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, and I don't know how. He's gotten a little <laughs> better, but remember his rookie year? Usually he was getting second, round, up. second round O-line picks don't get – pancaked by defenders i'm sorry um <laughs> jesus so i am okay with them opting out crane which i'm assuming you would agree yes i think those were the two obvious ones i personally think joseph osai could have come back because not because he couldn't have got in this year at his first or second round but i think if he came back he would be a, a lock for a top 10 probably pushing top five but those are the two that make sense to me sam cosme was um a number one pick basically last year going into this year so it, you knew that was going to happen if if it got to that point. So, yeah, um, I agree with those two. Now let's get to the ones that make no sense. We'll start with the, the lesser of the three. <laughs> then we'll move into the one that really makes no sense whatsoever. And it'll be a nice segue into our next segment. Um, so, first off, uh, Taquan Graham. 
uh, defensive tackle. He had 23 tackles, seven for loss, and two sacks. I mean, you told me, Creighton, he's got a lot of upside, so a lot, NFL teams will look at the upside and draft him. Uh, what are you thinking? Fourth round, third round, fourth round? A fourth. It would be hard for me to fourth see round. him go fourth third. Fourth um, He is a guy that would really benefit. Like, So when I say Joseph Asai should have come back for one more year, he doesn't have to. If he did, it's just going to get him more money. Um, I believe Taquan Graham really needs to come back because it, it would be the difference, I think, between a two-round difference, maybe getting in the second round late first. Because the kid, I, I do believe, has a lot of upside, and a lot of teams are going to look at that and be like, this kid is the same thing kind of with Puna Williams. Uh, I mean, Puna Williams, sorry, we're thinking of all these different linemen. Puna Ford. <laughs> Uh, the same thing with Puna Ford. Um, when it came out and, you know, wasn't always great at the highest, but there was a lot of upside coming to him. And look what he's been doing for Seattle. So it's yeah. the same kind of thing, I think. Um, Daquan Graham is going to, I think, be really good in the NFL. Um, but I do think he could use one more year of development, uh, especially uh, with the the defensive line that's coming back for Texas. I think he works really well with those guys. And I would love to see him. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think it, it's just too early for him. Wasn't P- Puna Ford was Charlie, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, that was one of the only like Charlie <laughs> Charlie draftees. Yeah. Now that now that you mention it, you, you brought that name up and uh, it, memories flew yeah. in from into my brain. I, whoa, where'd those come from? <laughs> um, but let's go into the secondary now. Chris Brown also opted out. Um, this man, what was he? Four star. Yes. When he came in. Yes. Um, let's just say he regressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had one interception this year, seven passes defended, and 46 tackles, so they're not shabby numbers. Yeah. He would be better off coming back another year and getting better, especially with Chris Ash leading this defense. I think the tackling got a lot better this year with Chris Ash. There were a lot less missed tackles. We oh, didn't yeah. let C.D. Lamb just run around five of our guys and score a touchdown. Yeah, outside, yeah, pathetic. like outside of those first few games, like with the Tech one, which I think at that at this point now you can look back and say, okay, they were getting used to the Chris Ash defense, but now you don't really have to worry about that at all. No, the, the amount of ramping up I saw was incredible, and I yeah. think I think Chris, I think after that Tech game, Chris Ash took them all out there and said, "Hey, here's the tackling dummy. If you don't put your face mask into the chest and wrap up, I'm going to make you do up downs <laughs> until Blue until here Blue is, is not thirsty, is no longer tired." <laughs> no, I think the Chris ba- the Chris Brown uh, move is interesting because. I think he could have gained a lot of experience by going back. I'm not quite sure how much he would have moved up. And the kid, the the kid is all like you can see. There's a lot of moments in the games when he's got some flashes, and you're like, okay, that's some NFL quality stuff. But then there's also some times where you're like, dude, like what's dude. that about, you know? And so <laughs> yeah. I think with him, I didn't see it coming. I did, I thought he would come back. I thought he would. I, ta- thought I would too. Yeah, I thought he would take another year. Um, whether it was going to move him up maybe a few spots or not, he might be stuck where he is no matter what. But I think the experience, more so than where he gets drafted, would have really helped him um, because he just he, he needs to learn uh, some mistakes that he made to not make them again. That's that's where I think with Chris Brown. But, yeah, no, credit to him. He, he has a lot of highlights that you look at and be, okay, if he can put that together um, for a good amount of time in the NFL, he's going to be a good player. It's just can he do it? And that leads us to our final opt-out. Oh, man. And uh, I've been waiting all week to tear this man a new one. Uh, (laughs) Caden Stearns, the wolf of DKR. Wolf. Ow! Baby, you stink. You you haven't haven't heard that thing go over the speakers in like three years. Yeah. (laughs) 
He had a great freshman campaign. So good. He won. Did he win Defensive Player of the Year I, for the Big Twelve? I, I believe so. Yes, and you know what? I'm not joking. I think if you could come out as a as a freshman in the NFL draft, he was going to be he a very be, high pick. Yeah. yeah. No, he looked incredible, and holy cow, did he regress! My God, his stats last year: one interception, three passes defended, 52 tackles. Three passes defended. Three passes defended. Which so that's means how, either. Yeah. Either A, they completed him, which I think they did a lot of, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, or B, the guy just missed his receiver. Which tells you, oh my gosh, I you know, with, with it, it hurts me to like talk about this because Caden Stearns, between him and B.J. Foster, those were yeah. the two guys that I was really, really high on coming out of that draft class. And uh, I think B.J. Foster has been okay. I think he makes some issues here and there but I think he's been pretty fine um Caden Stearns had a lot a lot of upside coming into the second year and ever since then it's been kind of like eh and I don't think it's because teams are scared to throw the ball his way Joe I just think no it's yeah I just think he is basically just regressed as a defender he's just now another guy on the defensive side you don't really have to worry about him um which is not what we recruited him for you know he's supposed to be a guy like a earl thomas or someone like that or like if you throw the the ball to that side a richard sherman if you throw the ball to that side the old richard sherman um you're gonna have to worry that it might get picked off and his whole freshman year it was like that and then after that it was like that it, after that it was nothing when brock pert well not brock pert, a bag. when um uh charlie brewer and uh a <laughs> we, freshman, didn't recruit him. Can, we didn't recruit him we didn't, no, we didn't recruit you, you gotta him. get that in there Hey, he's a graduate transfer, though. Hey, 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 hey. Maybe, maybe that's why Jaquindon left. Oh, oh <laughs> he's coming. He's what? coming to. He's coming to finally take what was his. <laughs> take what was his. But uh, you wonder. I mean, what happened? Now we all know Caden Stearns is one of the more vocal players on the team when it came to social issues. Um, and while they are good social issues, we agree, you know, black lives do matter. And we, you know, Absolutely. applaud this team for protesting, um, you know, for, for that this year, you have to wonder if some of the off fields, off the field stuff messed with his on the field head. Like in terms of like being a distraction. Okay. Um, you like know, it's a distraction. Yeah. yeah. I, Cause he was very adamant with the song. And I mean, and all that, and all the hullabaloo that went around that, and we we said earlier we thought that was all a distraction, a big distraction from the play on the field. Well, I think and it's weird. Yeah, I think it's weird how everybody. What I, this is what I don't like is that when you start winning, everybody doesn't talk about it. And yeah, so, no, it's all it's disappeared. Yeah, it, it that doesn't like. Like if if we're going to address the issue, like let's let's address the issue. Like let's figure out a way, not when mm-hmm. like and let's not just get all upset with each other when we're losing. I think and now I get it. That's human nature. When winning happens, everything seems to be going well. But sunshines uh, and lollipops. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but with you know, Caden Stearns, man. I mean, I just can't believe. I don't know if it's because and I. He's got the skill, man. I don't know. I don't want to question the man's work ethic or anything like that. But, I mean, if you have the skill, there should have been no reason why you look completely different from freshman year to sophomore to junior year eventually. Now, he he dealt with some injuries. I get that. But come this past season or the season that we're in right now, actually. um, No injuries. Yeah, you don't have to worry about Kane Stearns when you're the other quarterback. Um, you know he's there. He will make a play once or twice. But if you throw the ball his way, um, 
there's a there's a literally a 50-50 shot that the defender's going I mean that the defender that the wide receiver is going to come up with the ball when it should be Caden Stearns has a, like a 70-30 or 80-20% chance. That's where Caden Stearns needs to be, especially when he comes into this year rated a top 15 pick and now look at him. I don't think he'll make it out of the second round maybe. That and that's a shame. Last that, thing yeah. uh oh, oh go ahead. I was just you I was to... just going to say I get that and that might be a little bit of a stretch. I I I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if a team picks him up late first round, but I personally think that if they're looking at the past 2 years of body uh body work, I think that I think he's a third rounder if we're looking at yeah, the last that's, two years. Yeah, I agree of body with work. you. I I agree with you. So, last thing um he tweeted uh about recruiting. <laughs> Um, he said, you know, be true to yourself and your family and your friends because the people who are yelling your name on Saturday will one day criticize you on Twitter or something like that. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, if you play bad, we're going to <laughs> call you out on your crap, dude. Like, I'm sorry. It's not like you're playing good and we're just hating on you. Yeah. We're making valid, object, uh, valid, non-biased, you know, opinions. And I can't help that we're right. You've regressed. Sorry, dude. Like... No, yeah. Play better. Play better and I'll say you're a good player. Like seriously, like it's not <laughs> yeah. that hard. And it's like It's not that hard. It's with I don't even think it's just exclusive to Texas. I think with guys from Alabama, Ohio State, but it's easier when you look at Alabama cuz they really never lose. But like Ohio Alabama's S- kicker got death threats like yeah, exactly. when he missed the kick a few years and, ago, yeah. Yeah, and that was one game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like with those teams and like a, a, what? Well, that well, that's and, and you know when I bring up the death threats, you know, yeah. if people are making death threats on these kids, that's terrible. That's extreme. Like, it's awful. Don't, it's don't awful. Do that. It's now, this is college say, football. If you want to say they suck, yeah. If they, yeah, if they like, suck, they suck. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, that's and that's the problem with like social media is like, I mean, like that's what people will say. Like you can shrug that off, but yeah, with the when that when the kicker was getting letters, I mean, that's a little. I mean, like, come on now. Like, what are we doing? Like. Like you don't think he's going out there trying to make that kick? Like that's all he wants to do. Not that we're try- we're not going to try to get in too far into this, but yeah, no, I I think yeah. that it's just it's just it's ridiculous. But with Caden Stearns, I don't think it's exclusive to Texas. I think if you signed to Alabama, Ohio State, um, a big time program, yeah, Auburn, Michigan, especially Michigan, um, these <laughs> schools, these schools, if if you're not gonna if you're not gonna win and you know and if you look bad in the process uh the fans are ruthless um when it comes to just you know being inside the parameters of you know talking uh bad about you not i don't i'm not there's no way you should ever uh step outside those lines uh like they did with that alabama kicker and start threatening a life or something like that but like if someone says you know like if fans say there's no there's no way that any fan watches a kid come into the university of texas and is already upset with them they want everybody there to be good you know they want everybody there to succeed but it's just the nature of college football when fans say oh this guy's not that good or he sucks and they keep it within those parameters that's gonna happen a lot especially with the you know the blue bloods um especially with michigan we know how they do it so (laughs) Yeah, and uh, you know, speaking of recruiting, let's get, let's get into signing day, Creighton. Let's get into oh, signing yeah. day real quick here. Oh yeah. So first off, <laughs> Jaquindon Jackson. All right, are you crying? Uh, you gonna cry? I'm gonna leave. Uh, I'm just gonna leave. You yeah, can do the rest by yourself. I don't think I can emotionally handle this. All right, I will do the rest of the podcast by myself, <laughs> folks. This is the Bevo Boy. Um, the Bevo but, Boy. <laughs> 
So, nice. So uh, back back to the sad note. Jaquindon Jackson has entered the transfer portal. Um, there's a multitude of, of theories around this. One being it's going to be Thompson versus Card. That is Casey Thompson versus Hudson Card. Um, that's probably the most plausible yeah. theory right now. Um, but there is also that theory we talked about where Sam might just come back. Because Tom's coming back and Sam loves the Longhorns so damn much. He gets that extra year. Why the hell not? Why the hell not I, come I, back I, I agree. and do it? And if he does come back, fucking run, run him on the damn goal line more, Tom. Jesus Christ. We didn't do that at all this year. <laughs> we, hit, we ran him that was too money. much. At, you know, that we ran was him too money. much and then we didn't run him at all. That was money the last two years. They got within the five-yard line. I was like, quarterback power. It, we're in. Touchdown. It's in. Like, God. So, we'll have to keep our eye out on that as to what the quarterback situation is going to be for the Longhorns. But mm-hmm. uh, as for this recruiting class, we got some some solid pickups somehow. Because, dear God, the 2022 class went down in flames. When yes. uh, take, this, take this in while it lasts because next yeah. year will be a lot harder to take in, I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Uh, with viewers, viewers leaving the 2022 and uh, Faison, uh, Williams. Um, yeah, it's... It, so, uh... <laughs> This, this class right now for 2021 is ranked number 17 in the nation, number two in the Big 12 behind OU, of course, OU's number one. Um, we got one five-star and eight four-stars. OU got one five-star and 12 four-stars. So, okay, they got four more four-stars than us. Whatever. Who cares? So our five-star athlete. That's potentially uh, four NFL picks. Who cares? Let's try to be positive <laughs> on the show, Creighton. We're trying to be positive on the show here, Creighton. Positive. Gotcha. They could all gotcha. tear their ACLs, okay? Well, positivity, gotcha. positivity. I don't hope they do, but they could. So, positivity. Okay, our five-star athlete, number one athlete in the nation from Denton Ryan, Jatavion Sanders. Creighton, what can you tell me about this kid? I've seen this kid play a few times, man, and I got to tell you, he flies, and he he is a he, – he's, he's an unreal athlete, and that is exactly why they have him as an athlete. Um, Him and Billy Bowman – uh, for, oh, rip. for yes, rest in rest in peace. Our commitment for Billy Bowman. Um, I hope he has a, a good time in Oklahoma. But with his girlfriend, he is he is now a, he is now a Sooner, and he uh, is enemy territory. So, anyways, the combination between Jatavion Sanders, I mean Sanders, excuse me, and Billy Bowman at Denton Ryan this year uh, is ridiculous and they are my pick to win their state championship and i'm so excited that i hope they get there because i can't wait to go watch them again but let me tell you something about jatavion sanders i haven't seen an athlete in a in quite some time legitimately be able to play both sides of the ball uh where i believe that he could do it in college and that's exactly what tom herman said that he will get both sides of the ball when he gets to texas and he can play them amazingly well and he is going to be a really good wide receiver for us. He's going to be a really great defensive player for us in the backfield. And the kid is faster than anybody on the entire field. I think that he is going to be possibly the best pickup, literally, in this entire draft class, especially in the Big 12. Uh, and so I, I, I have a really high upside for him. Now, I will say this. We know what happens with five stars sometimes, so we'll take it with a grain of salt. Um, and sometimes some guys are so talented, you have to always look back at Jonathan Gray, uh, how talented he was. Also, also Garrett Gilbert and what happened. So you have to take all this with a grain of salt. Yeah, I know. You, we can just go down the list. But uh, what Jatavion Sanders brings to the table, this was a massive get for Texas. 
and it was the number one get that we needed to get. Um, I'm okay now that we got we officially signed Jatavion Sanders. I'm okay with leaving Billy Bowman in uh, Oklahoma Sooner Country. Uh, I'm sad he didn't come, but this was the better option of the two, and he is going to be ridiculous for the Born Orange. I agree, Crane. I think from what you've told me about him, this guy's legit. We just got to hope that he gets developed at Texas. Yes. And uh, we know how Tom likes to develop his players. Uh, so uh, next one, we had a four-star safety, the number seven safety in the nation, J.D. Coffey. What, what can you tell me about him, Crane? Uh, bringing it from Kinnadel, man. Uh, Kinnadel has had a few rough years uh the Wildcats, okay. Yeah, no kidding. Has had a few rough years, and they finally have been able to put a team together. And uh, JD has been one of the guys to really lead that team. And so I really like what this guy, uh, what this guy brings. Number seven, the position. I personally think that's a little bit low. Uh, he's gonna really like me for saying that. Uh, I think he is a little bit. He's graded a little bit low. I think he needs to be a little bit higher. He's rated at a 93. Uh, I could see that being a 95, 96. This guy goes and gets the ball. I mean, gets the ball. And he is one of the best four stars, I think, in this entire recruiting process. Uh, and he is going to be He's going to be a speedster. Uh, he is going to be a ball magnet. He's going to be. He is going to be that guy that if if it works out, you're not going to want to throw the ball to his side, and that's what we need right now more than almost anything. But because you know, God bless him, Josh Thompson's coming back. But it is what it is, and uh, we're going to have to deal with those three stooges in the back. And so we really need some help here. And I love what he's brought to the Kennedale Wildcats. Uh, he's really revamped that program being there the past year. And this team is legit because of him. And I'm excited to see what he brings. Well, J.D., I mean, J.D. Koff, just the name, man. That, just yes. sounds, that sounds like a football name. Sometimes it's in the name. I swear. Dudes, I think that's dudes why with I two letters in their fir- that go by two letters in their first name just somehow always just find a way to put it together. That's 100%, 100% agree. <laughs> that's why I didn't go pro in baseball because my name's Joe Scanlon. Oh, that that's what it was. Not, that that just does not sound like a ball player's name. Just saying. Uh, this last guy here, Charles Wright from Austin High, three-star pro-style QB, uh, number thirty-two uh, QB in the nation. And uh, apparently, Tom said something pretty interesting about this guy, Creighton. He is high on Charles Wright, and he rightfully should be. Um, none of these kids are bad. Um, the thing with Texas is we never really recruit bad players. It's just a matter of if we can develop develop the really good players that we got. Charles Wright is a great player for Austin High, and you said it. Tom said something very interesting. He very much he very much did. He said that he believes Charles Wright will be starting quarterback for the Longhorns in a few years. He is a pro style quarterback, like you said, uh, which will be interesting for Texas uh, to have that kind of style. Uh, because the thing with with Charles Wright is that the guys that are in in the system right now, like Hudson Card and Casey Thompson, they're not necessarily pro style quarterbacks. And so this will be an interesting turn um, for if if this if Charles Wright ends up starting. I think that he is going to be a really good uh, three star quarterback that will end up acting as a four star possibly. Um, if he can develop right, he I I think he has the potential to start at quarterback. Uh, do I think he right now, and if he as a sophomore, or I say I say this going in as a sophomore to Texas, do I think he'll be good enough to win the starting job? 
No, I think he'll have to probably get it in his junior year, maybe get it for just two years. Uh, but there is a lot of promise to Charles Wright, and Tom really likes him. And we know when Tom likes your quarter, his quarterback, he gives them a lot of love and makes sure that they develop uh, very well because Sam, for all intents and purposes, has become a very good quarterback from where he started out as a freshman. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. One last thing with the signing day, uh, North Carolina and A&M, both that recruited yeah. us. Uh, so good for you, Mac Brown. We miss you. I love you. <laughs> uh, come back. Um, and then A&M, A&M has just, I, they've taken over the state. It's not good, man. That's not, That's, it's, and it's I not will good. say this. I will say that with A&M, it's a little weird because um, the way they're winning the state is they're, they're, they're winning by getting defensive players, which helps a lot, but like when you look at guys like Kellen Mond, you're like, okay, they're clearly not getting the best offensive guys. Look, when you go, when you look, they got a defense, the best defensive end, another defensive end. They got a really good offensive tackle, but it's like safeties, defensive ends. And then you finally get down to a dual threat quarterback after a while. Um, cornerback, cornerback, D- Jim, Jimbo Fisher. And you saw it at Florida state too, really likes to get defensive ends. But I will say that if they don't get a, a, a better quarterback eventually they're not gonna they're they're gonna be good but they're not gonna win enough games they're not they're they gotta have a really good quarterback to take them to that championship level but it does say something that Jimbo Fisher's already been able to come into Texas and out recruit Tom Herman at least for this year the past few years it hasn't happened but it's starting to make that turn and that is a scary thought um, that the University of Texas can't win its own state so what you're saying is A&M needs another coked out Johnny Manziel uh, part two type thing. Yeah, they got to get lucky because let's they not act to... like they they didn't recruit Johnny Manziel. Let's act. Let's not act like he he was their first choice. So Mac like, Brown recruits. If yeah. Mac Brown recruits Johnny Manziel to Texas. He's still the coach here. Yeah, let's no, let's let's be real. Johnny Manziel had about a few other options before he went to A&M. So in classy Aggie fashion, they believed Johnny was there was his, he was their first choice. Sorry, Aggies. He wasn't even your third choice. It's all good, Ooh. though. It's Ooh. all good. <laughs> it's all. We're all friends here. Yeah, sure. It will uh, be interesting before Great. before you before we move on. I want to say this point. It'll be interesting to see because don't act like Texas and A and M fans aren't and boosters aren't looking at each other. It'll be interesting to see what Jimbo Fisher now does with the recruiting class. That's so good. A bunch of four stars and a five stars, just like us, to see what he does. And development compared to Tom Herman. That is a very good point, Creighton, and I will keep my eye on that as well. Um, I'd hate to say I'm, I'm not going to say it. Yes, don't say it. Stay, Just staying positive. Don't say staying it. Staying positive on the show here. Staying positive. So let's go on to another positive thing for Texas this year: uh, the Big Twelve awards. So um, we had two people on the first team. Uh, any guesses, Creighton? Oh yeah, I can do that. Sam Cosme, and the other one would be. Give me a second. Come on. I can get it. The two, I, I the two it. big opt-outs. No, yes, I can get it. Joseph Osai. That's that's a given. There's no way they shouldn't have made first team. They're both going to be first rounder. Yep. In Osai's case, an early second round pick. Um, we don't even really need to. We've already sung their praises, so we, we, we can have. move on. Uh, we had uh, three on the second team. Uh, Sam Ellinger. The Texas boy. Sam. Oh, man. 
I'm so happy for him. He <laughs> deserves it. He deserves it. I think he was the I think he was the second best quarterback in the league this I year. I am so glad that Spencer Screw Rattler, you, Spencer yeah, Rattler. Yeah, is not in Screw there you, because buddy. that would have been that would have been so uncool for as bad as Spencer Rattler was at the beginning of the year. Sam has been not good this year, but he but he has not been that bad. Deer and headlights bad. He's been bad. consistent. He's yes. been consistent yes. and not that bad. A bad day for Sam Ellinger is like 150 yards and one or two interceptions. Spencer Rattler was having like 80 yard games with three interceptions. There's a difference. Yeah. And so Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah Iowa State. Yeah, looking at you buddies. Uh um, He got benched, so, uh, man. He got benched. Let's not forget benched. it. He got benched. Uh Spencer Rattler. And now he's probably gonna win the Heisman next year. Anyways, Anyways moving on. Um Chris Brown also got second team and hey. we talked about how he's going to the NFL and you know, good for him. And then ah Dicker, the kicker. Cameron the uh, second team place kicker uh, for the Big 12. And, you know, I still say Sam runs forward, and that's a 50 and below. That <laughs> it, might have been if he runs forward enough. He, oh, he, may, he it drills it. In. We're in overtime. Yeah. I don't know if we win overtime, but he, we but go we have a chance, yeah. So, God, he almost made that 57-yard. Like, that's incredible. And he's got, what, another year? Oh, yeah. He's going to be an NFL pick. Yeah. And, oh, well, he's not going to. I mean, kickers don't opt out so no no no. but i'm telling you he will be he will be an nfl he will be in the nfl yeah he won't opt out but he'll be in the nfl yeah no tucker cameron Cameron, i was about to say cameron dicker after this after being selected all second team and if he gets drafted which i fully believe he will in whichever round you can take a kicker the sixth or seventh um which i personally think they should go higher but uh also at the same time uh i think that he uh, will solidify Texas as Kicker University. You're absolutely Kicker right. Kicker University. So come go. at us, Ohio State. Take some of that. <laughs> Take What's some up? of that. <laughs> What's up? So we go now to the honorable mentions. And uh, we had a few. We had a few good ones. Um, let me pull it up here. We had uh, Cade Brewer, tight end. Uh, Keandre Coburn, he had a pretty good year on the defensive line. Uh, for some reason, they listed uh, Sam Cosme on the honorable mentions, but that man made first team. Whatever. Cool. Brennan Eagles showed flashes of brilliance, so he, I think he deserves that honorable mention as well. Yeah. Uh, Taquan Graham going to the NFL. Deshaun Jameson, uh, man, that dude, kick returning. His kick returning was X on factor, point. man. X factor. And he's coming back next year, so that's good. Derek Kerstetter, honorable mention, which, no good for him after his – his leg turned the complete it wrong, the way. wrong way. the wrong way. I remember when you texted. Well, I was. I don't think I. I was watching the game. Yeah. And I missed it. I missed it. I missed the play. And so I. I look up. I think I was. Uh, I was texting somebody, and I looked up, and I saw people surrounding someone. So yeah. they're like, "Oh, we have a gruesome injury. We'll, we'll be back." And I'm like, "What happened?" And your text goes. <laughs> His leg's the wrong way. <laughs> it, I felt really bad for him because even though he did, he got a lot of penalties. That stupid penalty yeah. in the OU game. He gets oh, a lot God. of penalties, but man, the kid is a workhorse. He tries really hard. You hate to see it for him, especially. He comes back. I think he comes back. I think he should. I think there's yeah. no. I think that this year and the rule that's in place is designed for guys like that, where somebody gets it's an unfortunate circumstance. Somebody gets hurt. But it's all good because your eligibility doesn't run out. That is what the rule was made for this year, and I think you should take full effect of it. And um, 
So Joshua Moore, also on the honorable mention list, um, he was a guy who started out like he was going to be something, I and was, then yeah. we kind of didn't throw to him anymore, and I don't know why. I was going to tell you that right right before you said that. Uh, Josh Moore is a guy that should have been on second or first team. The way he started out, he should have been yeah. on the team. But they stopped throwing to him. Now That's what the I'm defenses, saying. That's the defenses the... wise up and just yeah. start double covering him and covering him. And so, you know, where did where could Sam go with it? But I mean, yeah, I was I'm shocked to see it's... he wasn't higher. I mean, no, no, I'm good with him being I'm I'm good with him being honorable mention. But the way he yeah started yeah out, no me too yeah the way he started out. Um, Josh Moore should have been consistent enough to be on the first or second team, and that just didn't happen. He didn't get. You're right. He didn't get thrown to, and that that's a shame. Demarion Overshawn or Demarvian Overshawn. Yeah. Sorry, uh, he he showed flashes of brilliance mm-hmm. at the end of the year. That gives me hope for next year. Kids gonna be a um, star. And then Bijan Robinson. Hey oh Offer offensive honorable mention for offensive freshman of the year. I see now they have they've listed like their different like things. Yeah, so um, that's so, what it is. Like Joseph Osai was an honorable mention for defensive player of the year and defensive lineman of the year. I guess DLOI. Yep. Uh, I have no idea. Um, and then. Uh, Sam Cosby was offensive line of the year, and uh, they gave those to. They give those to. Um, Iowa State basically got defensive them all. lineman of the year went to Darius Stills of West Virginia. <laughs> he had a pretty good year. Oh my God, they're in love with Creed Humphrey. They are. They are in love with God. Is he leaving? Get the hell out of here! Oh man, Davis. get the hell out! He's a junior. Get get out of We're here! We're not biased Go. on this podcast. I'm, just, We're not, I'm kidding. We're not, but yeah, no, no bias here. Just a Texas podcast. You know what though? Um, I think that I think I you 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 say Creed Humphrey and how that's bad. I think the worst thing on this list is the fact that Joseph Osai didn't win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Mike Rose. I just Mike I just Rose. don't think he's better. I don't think Mike Rose is better. I personally think oh, he's really good, but I think Joseph Osai was literally. Um, whether you want to believe it's, I hate, I hope it's not because the team was better and uh, Iowa State was better than Texas. But that's one hundred percent why it yeah, was. There's no, there's no way that Joseph Osai shouldn't win. Like you said earlier, he was literally the reason we won a single game. How many defensive players do that in a year? Win the game for your team single handedly. And so I think that Joseph Osai basically got canned there. Uh, just got left out to dry with defensive this, player of the year, and it's too bad. This one. This 100% is because the team's good. I mean, Brees, I agree with Brees Hall, Offensive Player of the Year. He yeah. had a great year. Yeah, that's fine. Mike Rose, yeah, it should be Joseph Osai, but he's on Iowa State. Offensive Newcomer of the Year, Xavier Hutchinson. Okay, I agree with that. He had, well, no, okay, he had a great – he, he had, did have he, a good year. Yeah, he was He was good. their number one receiver. I give you that. Okay, but And fair. who from Texas is going to be the Newcomer of the Year? I mean, if Bijan, if they played Bijan more you're earlier right. in the year, Bijan would have won is. it. If, you're right. He would have won it if they played him more. If they didn't do the three He would have won Offensive system. Freshman of the Year. Instead, they gave it to the Deuces Loose Vaughn the from Deuces Kansas Loose. State because, because he Started had a great the, game against he was, OU. He was the guy. And, yeah, he was the guy. Yeah, they didn't play Bijan enough, and that's why Bijan is only an honorable mention. So um, hopefully Tom learns from his mistakes and makes him number one next year and runs his legs off because holy cow that kid was good are you good with matt campbell being head coach of the year 100 percent. okay i mean like like the quote says from Brees hall uh they built a five-star <laughs> culture with three stars and four stars not even four stars like three stars basically and yeah, then a couple exactly. four stars yeah so you know matt campbell did some special things at iowa state good for him uh definitely shouldn't have been tom herman that's for damn sure oh um, man and i mean who else are you gonna give it to 
Yeah, I mean, Lincoln there's not. Riley. Yeah, you would only go to the person you'd be able to get is Lincoln Riley. I'm at some. I truly believe that if Oklahoma State wouldn't have flamed out like they did, I think Mike Gundy would have won that award. Mike Gundy's on the hot seat. He in is. State right he now. is. Oh, he's he's definitely on the hot seat. But, he is uh, on the hot seat. Um, we'll let me talk about. Oh, let me let me look at this real quick. Let me look at this list. Um, oh yeah, I don't see his name. Zach Evans isn't on the honorable mention list. Um, so we won that Uh-oh. one. Uh oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> B. John Robinson <laughs> seems to be the better running back coming out of that group. Yes, sir. So take that. Oh man, take take that. It gives you hope, though. It gives you hope when I look at these guys on the honorable mentions. Uh, Cade Brewer, I can see being another honorable mention. Keandre Coburn will be either first or second defense, uh, first or second all team. Uh, who else? Uh, Brendan Eagles has a chance to be up there. Uh, who else? Deshaun Jameson. Deshaun Jameson has a chance to be up there. Joshua Moore is um, going to have a chance. DeMarvian Overshawn. I think, I think is, DeMarvian has. I think all he, these players yeah. have a chance to be first or second yes, team. Yes, DeMarvian Overshawn is going to be, I book it now, will be a number one, will be all uh, all first team. And so will, I think Bajan is going to have a chance to be a first team too. I think he's going to have a yeah. crazy sophomore season. And he's probably going to possibly win Offensive Player of the Year. The fact that he already got a nod is uh, really cool. So, uh no, it gives you a lot of hope for this next year on what this team can be. It's just, And it just puts more pressure on Tom Herman. This is going to be the year, man. Um, these guys that are staying and coming back, uh, they're just as good as this year's team. So, like, next yeah. year's team should be good, too. You know, should be even better than this year's. Uh, look, well, that's, Spencer Rattler that's did get honorable me... mention for Offensive Player of the nah, Year and Offensive Spencer Freshman Rattler. of the Year. Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever. I'm surprised that... Let me see. Maybe maybe he got first or second team. Who? Let me see. Stoops' kid did not get anything. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I guess not. <laughs> wow. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, And that's what makes me wonder if Sam is coming back because this looks like a talented team that's going to come back next year for Texas. Uh, yeah. um, and add in some of these guys that we talked about. I mean, we have the possibility to play for a Big 12 championship. But, you know, like Tom says – we just want to be in the conversation. Yeah. And I guess since we're talking about it, we've already achieved our goal, Creighton. Yeah. Here we go. 2021 secured. Jeez. Good job, everyone. I think Good it's a, job, everyone. And I think it's a bad look. Um, I'm looking at this list still. I think it's a bad look on when going back to the Mike Gundy hot seat situation real quick. I think it's not good for him the fact that Spencer Sanders, Tywin Wallace – uh, both did not end up on first or second team overall. Uh, Talon Wallace ended up on second, uh, first team. Did he end up on first team? Okay, but he yep. got what was he honorable mention for? He was honorable mention for uh, offensive player of the year. I think he possibly yeah. should have gotten that. And then the fact that Chuba Hubbard did not get it, I think, is a really bad look too. Um, Chuba, Chuba's on he was, second. He team. was second team. Yeah. That dude should have been an easy That's first team oh, offensive oh, player of the year possibly. So, uh, 100%, but, um, but yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's end this show with some bowl predictions. Oh, Where, what bowl are we going to play in Creighton? So, um, do we want to do what the sports outlets have us as right now? Or do we want to go with our predictions first? Let's do what the sports outlets say first, and then we'll give ours. All right. So CBS has Texas <laughs> in drum roll, please. The Alamo Bowl facing <laughs> the Colorado Buffaloes. A rematch of the 2005 Big 12 Championship game where we beat them 70-3. to It was a close game. 
Yeah, close games. Screw screw you, Joel Clack. Epic classic. Uh, I'm kidding. I love you, Joel. I love um, you, Joel. Me but, too. Uh, yeah, Alamo Bowl against Colorado. Yahoo Sports has us. Here we go. Yours and my favorite bowl, Creighton. We had good memories watching the yes, first edition did. of this bowl. The Cheez-It Bowl versus <laughs> Miami. Fun bowl. So. Huh? <laughs> fun bowl. Fun bowl. The fun bowl. So what do you think about that, Creighton? Do you think we do do you think do you agree with any of those? Do you think it's something else? What do you think? The CBS one's a little weird. Um, it's funny, before we got on this podcast, I told you I wouldn't mind seeing us in the Cheez It Bowl because of what TCU did. I think that that is a closer uh chance than than being in the Alamo Bowl because that means because CBS is giving Oklahoma and Iowa State an at large bid and I just don't see how a three loss team because one of those teams will come out with a with a third loss at the end of uh, the championship game. I don't see how a third lo- three loss team can be in a New Year's Six Bowl. So I believe that whoever will lose that game is going to end up in the Alamo Bowl. And thanks to uh, Oklahoma State and TCU being right below us, I think both those teams are going to be in the Texas Bowl, which basically only leaves room for us to be in the Cheese It Bowl. Now, if they flip flop and put Oklahoma State in the Cheez-It Bowl, I understand. But I personally think that Texas is going to end up in the Cheez-It Bowl. And I really don't see another option other than Miami, especially given their record. They're kind of just locked right in there um, because the ACC almost at the beginning of the year kind of locks in where everyone's going to be because Clemson and North Carolina now. And you can kind of really, you can basically guess where those people are going to be. And so um, I do believe it will be Texas-Miami in the Cheez-It Bowl, which I'm totally fine with. on December 29th, a 5.30 start uh, in Orlando. Not like you can go out really and do anything because of COVID, but I would like to see the matchup between Tom Herman and Manny Diaz. Oh, yeah. Manny Diaz facing his former team. <laughs> uh, that would be a good one. Yeah. But I, I think I agree. I think we either hit the Cheez-It Bowl or we make the Texas Bowl. Yeah. Because it's a smaller game and it's Texas. It just makes sense. Like, just throw us in there. I don't know who we'd play. Um, we, but, Ar- Arkan- Arkansas, Arkansas, probably. Some, yeah. Arkansas. Something. I mean, who else something. could you LS? I mean, Kentucky. I mean, I'm just trying to think of the mid range teams. LS, LSU, maybe, maybe LSU. If they take the bowl, give game. us Texas, give us the Texas LSU. We deserve, even though, you know what? We might've beaten them this year. No, we would have beaten them this year. We would have beaten them this year. That's yeah, for sure. That, we probably would have beat them by 20. They're not that good. They're okay. They're yeah. not that good. They, they did beat Florida because of they, a shoe. They did beat Florida. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think Cheez-It Bowl or Texas Bowl. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't think two big 12 teams are going to make a New Year's Six. It's just going to be, that's going to be hard, man. I mean, if they were, if uh, they were one loss teams, I could possibly see it, but I can't see them doing three loss teams both in there. I mean, one, two loss, one, three loss. I, you want to hear my theory? I was talking to my friend about this. Uh, you know why they put Iowa State so high? It's, uh, and in uh, the BC in the uh, BCS guy, it feels like the BCS with how the rankings have been going. I, I got but, a feeling. Um, I got a feeling you're going to say it's because if Oklahoma wins, they could legitimately say, "Oh, well, we could put them at four. You know, it, but chaos has to happen. All well, if you think about it, I mean, if Clemson beats Notre Dame, if Clemson, if Clemson does what they're supposed Clem- to do and beats Notre Dame, which everyone thinks that they're going to have a pretty good chance to probably, I guarantee you, I don't know what that spread is, but I, I bet it's not very, it can't be that close knowing what Clemson is coming back with. If they lose to Notre Dame and let's say that Oklahoma beats Iowa state at six, Florida's basically done for already. 
don't think that they might put Florida. I mean, you're right. Don't think that they might put Oklahoma right there. Um, because Texas A&M is basically done because they're not going to play in their championship game. So sure. that's going to leave the fifth and sixth spot up for jumps if Oklahoma wins and possibly the fourth spot. So I agree with yeah. you on there. There is a good chance. If they, if they put OU in the damn playoff after losing you know two it's times. I hate to say it, but you know it's and they literally And they literally, oh, they, they got revenge against Iowa State. Buddy. They lost to Kansas State at home in Norman. And what's calm down? What's sad oh is God. that when they when they came out with the very first projection, I mean the very first college football rankings, and they ranked Oklahoma at eleven, we both said it's because they're gearing up to try to stick those guys in the playoff. And if that happens, you know for sure that's exactly why they did it. Oh, I'm I'm calling rigged all day long if yep. I see them in the, in the playoff. I I'm agree. Calling rigged, and it, it'll be even worse if Ohio State doesn't win. Or no, if Ohio State wins, and then they say, oh, but they only played six games. And that, then, ah, who's the Big 12 champion? Oh, OU, get in there. That is true. I mean, it's I think A&M weird. should get in over OU. Even if they didn't play a national I mean, if they didn't play a conference championship? Yes. Okay. A&M, would pro, A&M would smoke OU right now. Oh, dang. Okay. All right. That's, that's that. I, full, I wholeheartedly believe that because A&M's got the better defense, and I think Kellen Mond will do just enough to get over that stupid Oklahoma defense and the AM defense will stop Spencer Rattler because all they, all they got to do is get him rattled, get him You're pissed right. off on the sideline and he's done for. <laughs> You're right. And let's, let's, so, let's, let, let's really um, highlight that fact uh, that Kellen Mond will do just enough. enough. Let's just, just say it again. He will do just <laughs> enough. Just enough. <laughs> but I would like to but, see the matchup between A&M and Oklahoma if it's not in – you know, if it's in the con bowl or something like that, that'd be cool to see that again. Um, you never know. So, yeah, no, I, I, I'm sorry. Oklahoma, Alabama would be a bloodbath. Like, once even again, worse, it would be even once worse. Again. Yes. Even worse than the bloodbaths of the past two years. Even though their defense is better, you cannot say that their offense is, has gotten better. I think their offense is actually, it's good, but it's not the Kyler Murray offense or the Baker Mayfield offense. So I don't think the Jalen Hurts offense. Exactly. So I don't think that even their, their defense has been much improved. They're not going to be able to stop Alabama still. And I don't think they can hang enough points. No, I I agree a hundred percent, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. I'm fully prepared up there. Yeah. I'm fully prepared to come back next week and talk about why Oklahoma shouldn't have a chance to be in the playoff, but here they are. Oh God. Uh, Well, the rankings would come out what Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. All right, we'll have to do our sh- we'll do our show. We uh, plan for a show next week, folks. Coming out on Wednesday, we'll do our show. Um, we can do the show as the rankings come out. We definitely. Cool. Oh, we could. We could do we that could. just for you, folks. We we could do our show, and you could listen to us uh, the next day. Freak out about what happened the night before. <laughs> Great, Great. I could. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be in town. We could do a live thing. Oh, we maybe. Could make this maybe live. you would have to. Maybe we'll have to. But um, but for now, we're going to end this show, folks. Uh, we are the Bevo Boys. I'm Joe Scanlon. That was Creighton Branch. And uh, like we said, we'll uh, have maybe something special in, in store for next week's episode. But uh, Creighton, any final thoughts? Here's to Texas being in the college football playoff before the system gets changed in the next 10 years. Because, oh, brother. Because I'm, I'm afraid that... Would you, put, would you put money on that? I'm just... I don't know. I'm afraid that before we even get a chance to sniff this playoff... It's going to be completely changed, and that's going to be sad. We don't even get a chance to be in this thing. <laughs> God. 
It's tough being a Longhorn fan, folks, but always remember the eyes of Texas are upon you and hook them.